Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Irish Times Food Month podcast. We're delighted to bring you this podcast over the coming weeks, exploring what we cook, order when we're out, and what we pick up at our local off-license. I'm your host, Lily Higgins, and I've been writing about food here at the Irish Times for going on five years now, and there's still so much more to write. For this episode, we're carrying on with some great drink chat, and we have the amazing Sarika Hamilton, the Irish Times barista. Sarika, thanks so many for coming. You're very good. Um, I absolutely love your column because I think it's really so thoughtful. And in my normal day life, I don't think about beer. I never really think about it. And I haven't sort of, you know, like I love wine and I can get everything from that, all the different flavours. And the same with food. But then when it comes to beer, I always thought of it as so much, so one dimensional. But when you write about it, it just makes me think about it. You know what I mean? Like it's you just sort of bring the subject to life, which I think is an art in itself. Thank you very much. That a little bit echoes myself. I mean, uh, years ago when I was at college, I would never have drank beer, really. I mean, maybe a bit in the UCD bar, you get your, you collect your Foster's tokens and you get a free (laughs) one. But my memory of beer from that time is never really of enjoying it very much, you know. It's only in the last, I'd say, probably about seven years when the craft brewing beer uh, scene really start to take uh, get momentum in Ireland that I started uh, trying beers and really getting into them and discovering how wide and how varied and how interesting they really can be. Because um, it's an amazing job to have from, you know, to be writing about beer. And how did you come to write about it? Well, just through my own curiosity mm-hmm. and through my own uh, interest, uh, starting to, to get really curious about beer. My husband started brewing at home, which mm-hmm. probably had, had a huge impact. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that <laughs> an issue when he started. And, and when anyone ever asked me, oh, yeah. home brewing, should I get my husband a home brewing kit? I'm always like, well, you know, it really takes over your home. Anyway, he started <laughs> brewing at home um, and the house was like full of the kind of hop fumes. Oh, and it smelled we were, amazing, I It say. does smell amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we were getting uh, these these interesting uh, deliveries to the door <laughs> of kind of foil-wrapped yeasts and uh, dried hops. Um, so anyway, he was, he was brewing at home. I started getting curious then because mm-hmm. it's really interesting how a beer develops over mm-hmm. time, the flavours that come out, the flavours that fall back. And then when you get the carbonation coming in at the end, just how that changes uh, everything as well. Yeah. So I started getting really curious uh, um, and then also it kind of uh, coincided with the time where my kids were quite young, uh, wanted to drink less, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also beer is is a great thing because you can you can just have one or two bottles. You can share it between a few yeah. of you. It's not like getting a bottle of wine and then you're invested in that one bottle of wine mm-hmm. that you, you, you've bought. Um, so I started getting really curious about the different flavours. And also because there's just been so much going on in the, the brewing scene. Mm-hmm. There are so many different styles coming out. There's so many different ingredients that are being used. It's just really, it's really interesting. And it, I, I just love, I, I love trying. I mean, there's always something new. Yeah. And it's great. I know. I think the um, the sort of alcohol free thing is is a, is a big thing because I would never have drank beer either. Um, but then through pregnancies, the only sort of alcohol free beer actually tasted 
a bit like beer to me whereas the alcohol-free wines were just terrible. They were like, you know, Ribena or Chiora or something. But I think then the alcohol-free beers sort of made you feel like you were taking part in the barbecue and, you know, you were there too and everything. So I think um, I think they're really good. And there's sort of a growing trend in table beer as well. So what is a there table is. beer? Well, a table beer is a lighter kind of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, we started seeing a few of these coming out now. I know Kinnegar have one called Skinny Legs, which is which is a really delicious mm-hmm. um delicious one they're lower alcohol um, I guess it's, it comes from the, the table wine uh, idea so it's it's a lighter beer there's going to be less um, intensity of flavour mm-hmm. less intensity of, of bitterness um, but like with, with anything in craft beer you know what is uh, you know there's, a, there's lots of headings lots of styles everything mm-hmm. can be bent out of shape and there'll always be loads more hops thrown in or somebody will do a twist on a table beer that will yeah. be more fruity or more hoppy but in general it, it's a lighter more sessionable type of beer and over the last I'd say probably about year or two you've certainly seen a huge rise in the amount of uh, craft beers that are lower uh, in alcohol mm-hmm. because I think initially a lot of people started thinking oh craft beer they're too heavy in alcohol yeah. I can't go out and have a few of them or I'll have like a, a, a terrible headache the next day so uh, th- there's certainly been a rise in kind of lower craft beers I think a lot of craft brewers have, have become aware that people people want things that are more beers that are more sessionable yeah. and that are, that are easier going. And they want to sort of shake that serious image and yeah. I mean, you could even see that from the sort of designs on the labels and everything. They're Absolutely. just so much more approachable. Yeah. Um, and so would you use beer in the kitchen? I know Carolyn Hennessy, you know, from 8 Degrees Brewing, she would use things like um, port in her brownies and things like that. So at the same time, I know you wouldn't want to waste any beer, but it really adds depth to stews, doesn't it? And tenderises meat. And Absolutely. I mean, I think you mm-hmm. can use, um, there's um, a lovely New Zealand meat pie that was recently in the magazine and that yeah. was uh, using um, O'Hara's beer, uh, O'Hara's stout. I think you can use beer. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't done much of it. I'm, I, I prefer to drink it I have to I be know. true <laughs> rather than uh, <laughs> pouring a pouring waste. it does a little bit to yeah, me um, exactly. so um, but I but ne- never say never I, I probably I probably could do a bit more exploration of that definitely I know and I suppose the thing is you know with wine like I would tend to hold on to the end of a bottle and freeze it or something it freezes so well and you can just add it to stews but with beer you tend to just sort of drink it you wouldn't hold on to a tiny bit at the end of a bottle of beer I suppose um, and then there seems to be a growing trend as well in tins like all of a sudden the uh, off license is full of tins of beer you know the craft beer like the really nice stuff is in tins as well and yeah. is that just um, people being more environmentally conscious? I think it's a, it's a few different things one of the I mean there's there's still a little bit of the the jury's still out in terms of which is better in terms of the freshness of beer. Mm-hmm. A lot of people argue that cans are better for beer because they don't allow any light in, and like an effect yeah. beer, it can change the flavour of it. Um, so uh, there is the argument that they keep them fresher. I think from a consumer point of view, I know myself. If you're going in to collect uh, or to get a few a few beers, uh, cans are much lighter, right? Yeah. They're just much easier to throw in a bag. That's Bottles true. are heavier. They're also then easier on the other end when you're bringing them to uh, recycling yeah. so um, that that is certainly one thing that I think a lot of people will be, be thinking about Definitely I recently had a chocolate stout and then it was just incredible because on the back of the label there was absolutely no chocolate or anything in it just all the <laughs> flavour I know <laughs> but all the flavour came from like maltiness and I just thought it was really incredible and I think I think that's real chemistry isn't it making like you could make beer from anything can you from 
oats like I've seen oats and there's a lot of yeah a lot of a lot of stouts now they'll have oats in them mm-hmm. that gives it a really smooth it has, it has an effect on the mouthfeel so it will make it uh, very smooth yeah. I mean this is what's so interesting about brewing uh, is that you can introduce lots of different flavours there are flavours that can be imitated mm-hmm. as well um, and there are flavours that interact so they kind of they have they, they kind of worked well together they, they together. offset each other you know so have you ever made beer yourself or would you be tempted to sort of um, release, you know, the Beerista line of beers? <laughs> oh, I think I'd have a few ideas of certainly uh, beers that, that I like. Um, at the moment, for example, I mean, there's loads of great stouts out. I do love um, stouts. I I suppose I witness quite a lot of, of brewing going on in my own house, so I kind of feel like I, I've, I've seen it up close. Um, there's a lot of hard graft now in yeah. lifting and you know, hanging around. Um, so I'm very happy to be on the tasting end of things, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's absolutely loads of craft beers coming out in Ireland um, just over the past few years. But what would be some of your favourites that you would sort of say to people there, you know, worth trying if you're not someone who loves beer or if you want to get to know more? Well, at the moment, uh, this is probably is, is a really nice time of the year because you've got loads of stouts coming out, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of getting a bit colder. Loads of um, Irish stouts are back are back are coming back in um, for the cooler weather, uh, but there's loads of different type of stouts, right? So you got like you know you have pastry stouts, which are a little bit sweeter. You've got a mm-hmm. milkshake stout. Um, you can have imperial stouts, which are, are richer, higher in alcohol, um, and barrel aged ones. So there's loads of varieties in terms of stouts, and there's loads Amazing. of Irish breweries that are doing <laughs> ones with chocolate um, and coffee. Um, so they would be one of my. At the moment, that's what I'm, I'm into. I'm, yeah. I'm loving, the, I'm loving the stouts at the, the moment. Um, if someone was saying to me, "What, what should they try if they don't like, uh, if they don't like beer?" It's always hard to know where where they're coming from. I mean, yeah. yourself. I mean, like you. I mean, what, what kind of are you more into? Well, like I love sort of. Um, I love just the initial taste, you know, of something really, really light. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like a pale ale, is yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like so sort of a pale ale, but then say. Day three of Electric Picnic, maybe, you know, Desperados <laughs> with the bit of tequila and lime in it. Perfect. <laughs> so it just depends on the situation that you're in, you know. So, but, but I think the sort of darker, malty ones, I feel they're almost like a meal in themselves. Okay. Aren't they? You know, well, they kind of That's the thing. Heaviness. Some of them are. I mean, I guess, you know, it, there, there was initially this thing of a lot of craft stouts were mm-hmm. kind of trying to imitate what Guinness were doing and kind of have, yeah. this is, this is we can we can do this as well. Now you have all these different versions of it. And this is what I suppose I try and tell a lot of people about beer is that you know there has been this idea that beer you know we used to be this pint slamming kind of you know yeah. very uh, very boring kind of very uh, dull kind of taste so I would have thought anyway um, mm-hmm. but it's lots of different things so when you say oh you know a, a stout it, it's a bit rich they can there can be very light stouts there can be you know there can be uh, uh, beers that taste a little bit more like a, a sparkling wine in a way and um, there can be kind of deeper red maltier ones that are really good for drinking or with with food and that are, are more kind of sipping uh, type of beers mm-hmm. so there's such a huge uh, breadth of what beer can be yeah. it can fit all different kind of tastes, uh, you know. So. And so the very um, food friendly beers, what would they be? Like sort of to go with a meal. I mean, I think 
you know, saltiness is just fantastic with beer, like crisps and pretzels and things like that. Like, you know, I, I find myself always sort of drawn to things like that. Whereas with wine, it's more cheese and everything. Yeah. But um, what sort of beers do you think would you suggest go well with food? Well, one of my favourites now is I love uh, with like a roast chicken dinner, you mm-hmm. can have um, like a Belgian style red, uh, red ale. Um, you can get uh, Chimay Red, which is beautiful. Um, and that again, that will be slightly higher in alcohol, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a, it's a sipping beer. So you'd be having it with... I love having it with um, roast chicken dinner. It's It's got lots of kind of uh, red fruit, a little bit of spice in it, a bit of maltiness, which works really well with, you know, chicken and gravy. It will kind yeah. of cut through some of the, the fat. Just of the, the everything. Absolutely. Um, and delicious. you get an Irish version of that, which is from Mesca, and they do their red triples. So um, okay. that's a lovely, it has enough. What I think you want with, with, a, with a food beer is that it needs to have enough. If you're having something that's kind of complex, like mm-hmm. if you think about a, a roast chicken dinner, there's a lot going on there, you know. So you need to have a beer that, that has enough going on with it as well. Stand up to those Absolutely, flavors. yeah. So, um, and it's so accessible as well. There seems to be craft beers. You seem to be able to get them everywhere now, which is fantastic. Um, and do you think the best way of learning is just tasting? Is it tasting? And you know what? The, I mean, the thing about beer is that is it's it's very casual. It's very easy uh, to just go out, get a few bottles, have a few friends over and try and compare. I mean, the thing is, though, is that like, you know, what I may like is very different to what someone else may like. And again, your taste buds are also different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are very sensitive to, you know, there are some hops there that uh, that taste a little bit like uh, garlic and onions, you know. And so <laughs> some of them that are, are really intense yet, uh, you know, when, when I share it with someone else, they'll say, oh, no, I don't really get that, you know. So yeah. there is a huge amount of fun, I think, to be had in 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 exploring the different styles if you're starting out what's a really nice way is to get a few different types of one style so if you were going to go if if you're more used to drinking lagers uh, go out and get a few different craft lagers and try them side by side and that's where it gets really interesting because you'll see how different breweries how how they're taking different approaches um, and and you can compare them kind of do these parallel tastings and then you know do do it with the the gang of friends and it's it's great fun altogether Brilliant I think that's a really good idea for a present isn't it you know six different types of stout or something just to get to know them um, so I have said to people on Instagram and Twitter just to get in touch with any questions they have for you so um, one of the questions that was emailed in was Anne and she was saying that her husband wants to get into um, making his own craft beers at home do you think that's a realistic thing for people to do like get a kit and start Absolutely. doing it themselves Absolutely I mean the, the thing is is that a lot of uh, a lot of brewers home brewers then came on, went on to bit to set up their own breweries. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of the the craft beer revolution they call it started in the US. It's it's very much been led by people brewing themselves at home. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's it's a fascinating way to get into how exactly the process of of brewing takes place. Mm-hmm. It makes you think a little bit more about uh, the hops that are used, the different kind of yeasts that are used. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, you can get um, home brewing kits, which are which are, which are a good gift. Okay. But um, you know, they're kind of messy. It can be kind of messy at home. You know, so she should probably. <laughs> <laughs> you aware of that, you know. <laughs> to clear the decks, yeah, yeah once exactly. it starts um, experimenting. Um, and then do you find, like, with, with some food, I'm seeing sort of a hyper-local thing, you know, every single ingredient is made from, you know, within 12 miles of here. And do you see trends like that in beer as well? I think uh, in terms of ingredients, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're getting a bit more of that. Uh, so if you look at Wicklow Wolf, for example, they mm-hmm. have their own hop farm. They're really trying to mm-hmm. to, um, to to work on that and increase their, their, their use of their own hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've been using local honey as well, um, which is great. A lot of brewers are trying to tap into that idea of seasonality. Tap. Yeah, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all coming in, <laughs> uh, the puns. Um, but the kind of seasonality is a big part of yeah. it, you know. But uh, in terms of 
food and beer. I, I would love to see more when you, when you go into restaurants. I'd yeah. love to see more of that. Whereas you'll go in and you'll you read a menu and it'll be like, oh, you get the, the, the beef came from the cow down the road and you'll get all your local cheeses. But when it comes to beer, it'll be like, you know, Moretti or Heineken. Yeah. And I always think that's a bit disappointing because, you know, it, it's just as, as much a, a important or part of a valuable kind of local meal experience, meal experience uh, exactly. is where, where the beer is coming from. And do you think there's potential there for a beer to sort of reflect the area that's made in like wine, you know, sort of the terroir. Do you think there is potential for that? Yeah, I mean, that's... It, you could I mean, sell it as that anyway, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I know? mean, I think there's something, there is just something great about going to, you know, a kind of a remote part of Ireland mm-hmm. and trying beer that was made next door. You know, uh, like a few weeks ago, I was down in the Burn Brewery oh, and yeah. they sell beer, their beer just on site. You know what Amazing. I mean? So you're going to get, you can try their their stout there and it's absolutely delicious. But you're also, you know, you're sitting there and you're looking out at the Burn and, you know, he, he also made a, a, a beer from one of their wild, uh, from wild yeast that he had collected from oh, the burn mm. and then harvested it into uh, a yeast and used in a beer. Uh, so there's That's definitely, a real experience, isn't yeah, it? so yeah. there's definitely uh, things like that, that that are being done where people are creating kind of destination breweries yeah. they're talking about. So it's very much like you're in the place, this is beer that's made here and you yeah. very much feel like uh, you're, oh, you're having a, a unique experience. Um, Sirica, thanks a million for coming to us. Thank you for having me. Really, um, just loads of food for thought there. And I think um, I would love to go to the Burren and doing those experiences. Um, And I'm definitely going to be pairing some uh, beer with our food over Christmas. So thanks a million, Sirica. Thank Thank you for having me. You can find out more about beer in Sirica's weekly column with the Irish Times magazine every Saturday. Join me in the next episode when I'll be talking to Aoife McIlwain about rising stars in the Irish food scene. 